When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome to the Scoutcast. My name is Joe. My name is Seb. And my name is Andy. Welcome everyone. Seb, what chat have we got coming up? Sure. So uh, it's just been game week one, so we're going to rip up all our plans and start again, right? That's that's how we play this game. But realistically, uh, Joe's going to look at some emerging differentials from this week. Andy's going to take a look at Man United specifically mm. versus Leeds and how Bruno came in big and whether he's a captain option for game week two. Myself, I'm going to have a look at a few little stats and some other players that impressed in the first week. Mm-hmm. Of course, we've not got much to go on there yet, though, so it's all speculative. We've got the usual fixtures to frisk, of course, some differentials to present you. We're going to have a look at Alex's team, which is the team we are managing as mm-hmm. a scout cast team. Scary. Look ahead to... Scary, yeah, he's got a better record than all of yeah. us. So, so you know, <laughs> we'll, we'll do our best not to make it I'm, I'm off. I'm off next week, so I'm giving you the, the keys to Alex's team. So you've got, you've <laughs> got to press the buttons. Can't wait. <laughs> If we play our cards right, we could all push ourselves just one rank higher with this. You know, yeah. if we push him right down, we'll all do a little well, bit better. Well, if he's first and we're second, third and fourth, then we will yeah. definitely screw him over. We'll claim it. We'll, 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 get, we'll get the tickets or whatever the prize is and goes. Yeah. Um, and so once we finish ruining his team, we will also look at our uh, Game Week 2 teams ourselves. But of course, we've got Game Week 1 to look back on first. And I think you're up, Joe, as the yeah. champion of the first week. There we go. So there's not much in it. It looks amazing that being top of the scout cast or whatever on Twitter, <laughs> but I'm not, there's only about 10 points, 20 points between like everyone I've seen. I think people are saying, Oh, I've got 80 points and that's a really bad week. I think it's brilliant. But so yeah, here I am in the hundred club. Um, now I had to construct many of these slides <laughs> over the last couple of days. And I honestly did not swear lots at Photoshop. So I'm hoping I've got the right shirts. I'm hoping I've got the right scores. And I'm hoping when it comes a bit later, I've got the right team difficulties. But in the meantime, and for the benefit of those listening on the podcast, I've got Sanchez, Shaw, Alexander-Arnold, Simakas, uh, Salah, Captain, Fernandez, Vice, Barnes, Greenwood, Ings, Antonio and Tony. And 7 out of 11 of those buggers all came in, which is brilliant. Um, so, And the ones that didn't, I'm quite happy with still. Barnes, Tony... Uh, Shaw and Sanchez um, I do have a regret though can you guess what my regret is Ben Rama no it's <laughs> I didn't go for the Brentford goalie but more of him oh, really? on, on him later because I, I mentioned him on my team reveal video with us last week and it was picked up by someone else on Twitter and I was saying oh, I mentioned him and, and I thought he could be the 4.5 goalkeeper but anyway more of that a bit later but I think I think he's got the lot and I, I am worried about Sanchez I don't know if I'm going to get clean sheets. I don't think I'm going to get saves. I don't know if I'm going to get bonus points. Um, like I said, we're not going to overreact to one week, are we? Are we? Joking? I am, but I'm reacting, <laughs> overreacting on a 4.5 goalkeeper. I am not going to get rid of Salah this week. Um, yeah, and if if that's the only thing that went wrong last week, then that's a pretty good week, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, definitely. And and I had room for um, Ailing on my bench. 
which was um, who got a goal, got his goal. Remember Seb? Yeah. All last season, you said Luke Ayling, his XG is amazing. He's going to score. Bingo! Yeah. For, 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 anyone, goal, for well. anyone who watches uh, Brooklyn Nine Nine, vindication. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> you've been vindicated. And um, but I'm going to bench him again, probably. But I, you know, I'll probably miss his other goal, his two goals. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But I really wanted. I, yeah, I really want Luke Ayling in my side actually now because I want him to score. I want to do his flicky hair. You know, I want all that. Um, there's Seb. Let's have a look at your team then. Um, sure. So yeah, do you want to? Who, 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 any regrets or who? Yeah, who I, got, like? I got, 90, I got ninety-nine get? points. Ooh. So um, oh. it's only three points behind you, Joe. But it feels like it's about thirty. Um, I will run through my team. So I have Sanchez in goal, Alexander Arnold, Shaw, Luca Dean, and Samakas at the back. Pretty pleased with that. I mean, Shaw looked attacking enough. Trent is Trent. I thought Luca Dean with Everton was interesting. Mm-hmm. They put in a lot of crosses. Everyone will have heard this by now. The 17 crosses compared to an average of 12 last year. But they have one tactic, hit DCL on the head. And I think yeah. Luca Dean's going to be a big part of that. And Samakis actually probably looked more attacking than we all expected. Although his days could be numbered with saw, Robbo back uh, in training. Robertson's back in training. He's outside, but there's a long way to go between jogging up the side of a pitch and um, and getting yeah. on facing Chris Wood at Anfield. Do, well, do we think maybe Chelsea he could be targeting? Oh, I think he'll be back in the... Prob- well, we always thought it was probably game week four, but it yeah. could be game week three, yeah. Um, but, yeah. but yeah, but I'm not interested in him or Liverpool too much for game week three and four. In fact, I might even... Anyway, more of this later, but yeah, I'm, more, <laughs> I'm, I'm thinking, do I need so much Liverpool <laughs> for the next yeah. game week yeah. three and four? But um, Interesting, interesting. Yeah. Uh, so speaking of Liverpool, I've got Salah, captain mm. in midfield with Fernandez and Buendia, who's probably won my one little punt that didn't quite come off. It was between him and Ben Rama and Barnes and, you know, any of that lot. I'm still happy with him for next week, but I'd rather have Ben Rama right now. Yeah. And Ings, Antonio and Wilson up front, Whoa. which I'm pretty pleased with, especially Callum Wilson and Antonio, who came out very good on the numbers. Do you know what? Callum Wilson, I, I didn't realise he was a differential. I just assumed, you know, he was like 15, 20%. But I think he was, when I checked, he was something like 7%. In team, seven percent. Yeah, ownership. I think so. um, and I guess I don't know why that is. I guess people prefer other options. Um, I, I guess a lot of people went with like Tony and then put money into midfield, so maybe he was yeah. the first one to drop out. Yeah, no, I think so. Um, I, I don't know. I like the look of your team because it's a bit like mine, a bit like all the template. Because it was a good <laughs> yeah. week for the template. But um, I guess Wendy is the one to watch because he's on a he's on a three week window, isn't he, with Villa? Um, yeah, and... so Danny Ings and Buendia was basically exactly as you say, targeting yeah. those first few weeks, which is why I went that as opposed to like double West Ham. Yeah, I was un- not very impressed with Villa, but you know, first week missing Watkins, maybe a bit of gelling. Bailey only came mm. on in the second half, so they've got Newcastle at home next. It was the team that Ben Juan, yeah. Ben Rama and Antonio just exploded against. So, providing no price changes, I think I'll hold on to Ben uh, Buendia. Okay, right, Andy, let's have a look at your team then. Have all I got all the shirts right? Um, right, who who do you hate and who do you love, and what did you get? What score? <laughs> uh, so mine was ten. Oh, he's all gone. Hundred club boys out there. What was that? Um, sorry, oh, just... sorry. Did I go for a bit there? Yeah, the internet just cut out just the key bit of my score was. Oh, no. dun, 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 so, dun. Um, yeah, no, no. Mine, mine was terrible compared to all the hundred club oh. boys out there. I, I only got ninety four oh, points. Shame on you. <laughs> I know. Literally, I couldn't believe it when you put the scores up for us in the group before we came on. I thought, yeah, I'm doing all right this yeah. week. And then you guys had 99 and a 120 or whatever it was Joe got. And I thought, oh, God, here we go. There's so, always um, next season, mate. 
Yeah, I know. There you go. That's it now. Game week one done. But um, no, no, I'm, to be honest, all I said was, and it, mm-hmm. I know when I came on last week, we were talking about me having Mane instead of Bruno. Yeah. And I walked away from that thinking, do I really want to be taking that much of a massive risk in game week one? Nah. And I looked at it and just thought I would rather have a steady start in game week one and it be okay than a yeah. potentially amazing start, that's but a, also a potentially that's poor a 16 start. Point, that's exactly what 16 happened. point swing. That's yeah. that one decision. Um, yeah. But Mane is quite good against Burnley, but then Fernandez against Southampton next week, so yeah. still could be it's, good. Um, I mean, I'm fairly fairly happy with my team. Mm. Um, Barkman, I'm, I'm not expecting loads from him anyway, to be perfectly honest. Um, Shaw, uh, Shaw Simicus and Alexander-Arnold was pretty template. I think a lot of people had that anyway. Salah mm. and Fernandez, absolutely fine. I was never going to captain Fernandez over Salah. I always fancied Salah in that fixture. I mean, I even said to Seb, didn't I, last week, that I thought, I thought Leeds would... Um, uh, sh- well, not shut up shop, but I thought they'd do quite a good job against United. And obviously mm. that didn't transpire, but we're going to talk about that a little bit later. Mares, I was, uh, that's a lot of money for, for yeah. two points. Not, I mean, City did not look good. I know people have said mm. they're slow starters. Spurs look resilient. I thought that was something that, that we could talk about later. The fact that actually they did defensively look quite resilient. Tanganga had an amazing game. Yeah. Um, so that's something that, yeah, I was a little bit gutted there. Um, ben Rama, though, very, very happy with that. Um, I yeah, feel like Ben Rama could stay points. in my team. That's yeah, twelve point six mil. I mean, he's such a good player as well. I'm just, I'm a little bit gutted. It, it sounds like I've got a load of regret in here, but ninety four points is pretty good. But I feel like I didn't want to go with Ben Rama mm. and Antonio because I didn't want that double up just in case they struggled at the beginning of the season. Yeah. Um, and actually, I think I maybe had those issues or worries about West Ham when I should have been having them about Villa. Villa are actually doing what I thought West Ham would do. They kind of just seem to not be quite there at the moment. But apart from that, I'm fairly happy. I'm rolling my transfer next week, most probably. Yeah. So, um, yeah, no, no, I no, mean, not too I'm, bad I look at, at your team and I can only see one real main regret on your bench. You didn't you didn't play in Captain Scarlet. <laughs> yeah, I know. Anyway. Yeah, big uh, will. <laughs> and on, I'll get my coat for that one. Um, so <laughs> what's what's next in our... In our chatty discussion that we've got going on, um, I think it's going to be me, and I'm going to I'm going to introduce something. I'm going to do some quick fire sort of questions at you. It's about bandwagons, really. But I know I know. Well, both of you are going to talk about some genuinely good bandwagons. I know one team in particular with Andy and Seb's going to talk about some some of those stats and some of those under and overachievers, but also you know some some na- genuine names. But I'm going to. Have, go for the unfashionable ones because some of them could be good some of them could be bad so we'll we'll find out so here's here's my my compilation i'll put it up on screen so what this is i've, I've done everyone who scored a goal um who i deem to be unfashionable or massively low owned just a surprise not really in a lot of teams and i have also thrown in a certain Newcastle striker as well because he's so low owned. I couldn't, I couldn't believe he's actually a differential. So in one, we'll go. We'll start. Dennis Watford. I had no idea who he was. He's a, he's apparently Emmanuel Dennis. <laughs> he costs yeah. five million. He's a striker. He's he's got five shots in the box, three of which were on target, and he scored a goal. What do you think? Is Dennis worth getting in? Seb, what do you reckon? I mean, I thought Kuka Hernandez would start. But Dennis looked looked rather useful. Um, he did go off injured, and Kuka came on and scored a goal himself, I believe. So maybe you'd want to keep an eye on the mm-hmm. injury situation. Yeah. But yeah, if you are looking for that, and I think Kuka Hernandez is five five point five as well. So if you are looking for a third striker that isn't someone you start every week, but you no, know, maybe nice and cheap that you can bench, 
maybe there's an option there. Okay, Andy, you'll go next. Mapei. Oh, that's nice, because I'm going to go the exact opposite. I'm going to go, don't go anywhere near him. No. <laughs> well, no fair, 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 fair enough, fair they, enough. Or, they, or... they literally have 10 strikers, I think it is, in the yeah. game. So and it's all injured. he needs is, is a bad half or a bad, yeah. bad game. And all of a sudden, we're not going to see him again for the rest of the season. Yeah. I just feel like this is almost like that Brewster thing last year, where you pay that money for mm. that striker. And then all of a sudden, like it's 5 million is even worse than 4.5. Because yeah. if you move to him, and then you need to move off him, it's really difficult to. So no, I won't. I, yeah. Nowhere near him. I, I I put him up there um, because the things to consider are the fact that he could emerge as the main uh, striker for Watford. Um, or if we want Lukaku and Manchester United and Liverpool and City coverage, we're going to have to consider players like Dennis. Dennis is Dennis is going to have to you know menace his way into our team there. But I think I look at his underlying stats there. He's got five shots in the box, three on target, and I think. That's something to look at. But yeah, I remember um, when Blackpool came up, I can't remember who it was now. Was it, um, I want to say Baptiste um, was the, the striker for Blackpool. He came in and... Um, Alex Baptiste? Could be that. Was he? Yeah, someone like that. <laughs> anyway, yeah, he, he was, he was um, yeah, he scored loads in um, the first game week. But then, and everyone got him in. Well, I say everyone. He was a big bandwagon. But then he'd never really materialised again. And I feel that Dennis could be one of those. I think we might not have seen the best of Dennis yet. He could be coming back, but interesting. Um, Andy, my man, Mapay, is next at Brighton. Oh, I now, thought you were calling me your man. Andy, my man. Way. It's Mapay, <laughs> my other man. <laughs> um, Mapay has got a goal, uh, which is great. <laughs> so hang out, yeah. hang out the Brighton bunting for that. Four shots in the box, two on target. Um, I think that's really good. Um, you can see his baseline bonus is minus four. So um, not good for bonus. But um, what do you reckon? I mean, he's, he's maligned. Is it time for a clean slate? He's much, much maligned. But Brian have good fixtures. He is the main striker. What do you think? Would you tempt him? 6.5? No, I still don't no. think I would be. I'm, I'd be more tempted to go with him over Dennis just because it's 6.5. You can move to loads of other players. Yeah. Are, are you still being linked with Edward? I thought he was supposed to be signing soon as well. But, so I, that, that always worries me that they're basically just looking for a reason not to yeah. play him, basically. So, I, yeah, I'm, I'm not a massive fan of him personally. No. No, okay. Seb, you know, I can't tempt you with my pay, 6.5. I mean, he exceeded his XG, so that's something Ooh, to write home okay. about. But there we go. Other, other than that, yeah, we've seen the record with him, haven't we? Okay, let's go. Tarkowski. Will I get any luck, Seb, with uh, Tarkowski? Five million defender. Um, got a goal in him, as 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 was seen at the weekend. Uh, what cheeky little differential he is, a goal-scoring defender. Um, what do you think, Tarkowski? You're like, you know, when we went through our teams and we've all got a very similar defence, I think I've got Luke Dean, which you don't, but otherwise it's fair. I don't know if there's room for him. Like, if Burnley have got a good run of fixtures, if they show some defensive form, which their defence has been a lot poorer than we're used to at the end of last season and the beginning of this. I think they put up something like three XGC mm. against. We'll check yeah. that later. Um, but I don't know if I'm that excited. So maybe I'd want to wait for a run of form or an opportunity to switch our defence up before I jumped on that. Okay, Um Andy, I'll give you the next one unless you, you madly want to talk about Tarkowski. No, no, no fair enough. Fine. <laughs> um, this guy, this geezer, Callum Wilson, Newcastle. He scored a goal. To be honest, that's not unexpected because that's what he does. Three shots inside the box, two on target. Um, oh, that's pretty. I'm tempted. He was definitely. He's been hovering in my team anyway. Would you be tempted? Who, who would who would go for you if uh, Wilson came in? Oh, that's a good question. I think. I think it might get to the point if I 
wait five six weeks mm. and Tony has still done nothing yeah. then I think he's the kind of player where I would okay. be maybe looking to get Callum Wilson in mm. the problem is like you said though when we're all going to be looking at people like Lukaku and Kane if he eventually moves is are you really going to be able to have somebody like you know Kane or Lukaku and Wilson and Ings or something like that so it's yeah. is are you happy with him being your second striker potentially because uh, you're only going to be playing two up top so I love him yeah. when he's fit. I think he scores yeah, when he's fit, fit but it? it's just how long is he going to yeah, stay I want, fit? I want two like, people who haven't been injured for 10 years right next to him if he's going to play. Yeah, exactly. Um, okay, what about Armstrong? Um, Seb, what do you think? I know I know, Andy might have a few words about him, but um, Seb, do you like do you like, <laughs> you like Armstrong? I think it's an awkward price point, but Six other than that, we know he likes to shoot. He took his goal really, really well, even though it was a mistake mm. from Everton. You know, that's not down to him. The finish was sublime. So again, you know, we'll look at fixtures, we'll look at opportunity. If you fancy Southampton for a run of fixtures and a run of goals, he's there for you. But the one thing for me is at 6.0, it feels like just that 0.5 under yeah. where I'd feel like I had a flexible price point. So I'm not looking to get him in yeah, my where, where do you Where do you run to? We've got Dennis, but then you're starting to look at, then you start to think, hmm, who's playing up front for Crystal Palace? And it's, it's that sort of stage where you think, step away from the keyboard. <laughs> Um, what about the next one Suchek Andy yeah do you know what he's somebody that uh, I think because Mm -hmm. Ben Rama is going to start becoming the main man here unless Lingard goes and then it all becomes Mm -hmm. very very muddy I don't think Suchek's going to get you those consistent returns at the moment just because he they're not playing to his strengths anymore they're playing to Ben Rama's strengths or Lingard whoever's going to be playing in that middle pocket so um I like Socha. Obviously, he scored a rebound from a penalty, so you can't really rely on that every week, can you? But he's going to get the odd goal this year. He basically just described every goal that Gary Lineker has ever scored. Just a rebound <laughs> off someone's arse. How much is the... he in this game? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's the thing. He's in the right place at the right time, though. That's what Suchek... Yeah, I, mean, I owned him at the beginning of last season. A terrible start, except for Suchek. If you could isolate Suchek for me, it, I had a great start. Because <laughs> I, I was getting all his goals because I kept playing him. Um, the, the interesting thing with Suchek is that even though Andy's saying there maybe they've changed how they're going to try and play, he has maintained his like one goal in three appearances exactly. all the way through that. And his yeah. underlying numbers have stayed almost identical, similar to the rest of the midfield for the end of last season and then obviously last week as well. I guess for me, though, if you've got six million to spend on one to West Ham midfielder, just who am I going to feel like I have better ben, chance of ben getting Rama, points from? Front, just who do yeah. I want to watch? It's going to be Ben Rama. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I yeah. think... You know, if you ever it's, wanted to double it, up, yeah. Suchek will keep yeah. doing it, I think. I think an intriguing differential that many, um, I say, uh, more more veteran managers might ignore because they'll think, oh, he was cheaper last season, he's more this season, so I won't get him. But like, say, for example, Stuart Dallas, who got an assist this time round for 5.5 for a midfielder. I think he, he got an assist. There's such a flurry of goals. Oh yeah, no, Dallas assisted. Yeah, yeah, Dallas. Although that's one of those assisting a wonder goal. Yeah, exactly. You know, right. (laughs) Someone was in the right place at the right time to get on the end of it, and that's what he does. He, you know, he getting so he's still getting attacking returns from midfield. Anyway, Decore, the Duke of goal, (laughs) the Duke of weird goals. He just (laughs) is consistently done this. Does not surprise me to see him here. Anyone getting him in, prepare to be disappointed. But anyone getting him in, prepared. Four amazing goals once every five games because that's what he does and I don't know I'm, I'm not tempted myself Any either of you tempted by Decore but no, there was really. talk of him being a bit more attacking wasn't yeah. there even maybe like a number 10 which I don't think yeah. came to pass I think if you just look at his XG there 0.11 that yeah. probably tells you all you 
you need to know a goal every 10 matches give or take so the next two guys Norgard who I once again had to look up and go who the hell is he and Canos uh, so Norgard's I'm, I'm, I'm right in saying a defensive midfielder for uh, Brentford and Canos is a winger so I look at these two goal scorers for Brentford both getting two shots inside the box Canos getting two on target um, baseline bonus Canos actually doing really well on that as well getting 13 so you know bonus potential over Norgard. So Norgard's someone I would ignore myself as a bandwagon. But Canos 5.5 is someone I'm interested in looking at. Not going to get him in, but watch listed. But any any love for these um, Brentford players who aren't Tony? I think, I think for me, I do like Canos. And I think I mentioned him last week as well. But I think the the opportunity for Embuemo to sometimes be playing up top mm. means that 5.5 is better spent on him. It looks like, based on how they, they set up against Arsenal, that they're going to be fluctuating between this two up top and in, in one up top with the two wingers. And with the opportunity of Embuemo being one of those wingers and also maybe sometimes being the striker, and I love the fact he was the striker and Tony was the one dropping back, I think that's really good for him. So mm. if that's how Embuemo is going to be used, I'd be spending 5.5 million on him over Canos. Yeah. But Canos is going to have good games, but I feel like the upside is really there yeah, with yeah. that Embuemo. Yeah. He looked really good. Yeah. And from as, my uh, blurred haze from when in, I was watching In the there. chat, I mean, I, I don't know whether these people in the chat are looking at each other's chat, but they're all saying the same joke. But there enough, I'm going to, I'll give them all praise then. Um, Ninja <laughs> Polar Camel, Squid, uh, and Paul... Absolutely, Sayed are all calling him Ignore Regard. So there we go. There we go. You've all got the joke there. You nice. can all, all have a look at what you, each other are saying next time. So <laughs> just one of you, maybe. Um, and finally, mum calls him. And finally, the bottom, Pulisic. Um, what a cheeky little differential. Um, he's someone I always ignore, but he does pop up and he has occasionally get gets massive haul. Is um, when Chelsea's fixtures get better, Pulisic appealing? Anyone? I, I just, maybe I'm wrong. There's so many options there. He's 8 million, which is not overly cheap. I feel like I could just do better with a Chelsea slot. Mm. Like, I don't think any week I'd be confident he's going to start. Mason Mount, you know, a little bit cheaper. He's probably more likely to start. Havertz is probably a little more dangerous. Then there's Lukaku. Then there's a defender. I just don't ever see myself arriving at Pulisic. No. I've I've gone off him since I saw that viral video of him, like, standing on a giant fish or something. You see that? (laughs) I just look at that. I just thought... That wasn't great. I just thought, yeah, you're not my kind of person really <laughs> just standing on a fish that's the, that's not that's not sensible um so Pulisic is out for me but actually for literally for that reason also because I really like Mason Mount and he's cheaper so if I went Chelsea I would go there or Ziyech or Havertz I, I just wouldn't go with a fish walker so let's have a look so they're my, they're my unfashionable ones okay so we're gonna look some more fashionable ones here so Andy your team Manchester United yeah. I'm going to put some stats up so you can you can talk about them and um, we'll have a we'll have a chat about Manchester United. Go for it. Lovely. Uh, I'm just just waiting a little bit so the stats come up on my screen as well. Uh, but yes, no. I mean, what a result against Leeds. I, I wasn't expecting that to be perfectly honest. I, I even said last mm. week tonight I thought it was going to be one nil, uh, maybe even a draw because I thought Leeds would be much better defensively. I think it was a very depleted Leeds. I don't think that's what we're going to expect from Leeds for the rest of the year. I think they struggle without some of their key defensive assets. But at the same time, I mean, it's, it's just great that United actually put a team to the sword and, and they came out you know, 5-1 winners. I think the wonder goal kind of took away from the fact that I thought we were quite good defensively as well. I thought we were quite resolute and we didn't give away that many chances, really. 
Um, I thought Pogba was absolutely incredible, but it is worth mentioning that he played on the left. Yes. So he's not going to be playing on the left every so, week. So if he he plays... might be this week, but I, I don't think he's going to be playing there. If you know, he... he's going to be dropping back, isn't he? Um, okay, so, so as a Manchester United fan, so Greenwood up front looked impressive, but of course mm -hmm. they've got uh, Martial Cavani can move there. So where would Greenwood go? Because obviously Solskjaer loves him. I would imagine Greenwood would get significant minutes still, yeah. but he might not be the main striker. So if he wasn't, where 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 would Greenwood play? He, it, by the way, he did play well, but it is worth mentioning he had one shot on target. That was yeah, it. He had one he shot on target and finished That's it. all my Mason it is all he needs, but in a 5-1 win, I, it just, it's Bruno's the main man, isn't it? You know, there mm. were people out there thinking Greenwood could cover Bruno and it's wow. it, that kind of talk. I, just... I tell you what, there were some really savvy managers out there who decided to get both. And um, I think they... Oh, who, they, who are they, Joe? Who I, are think, they? I think they're the ones that, yeah. that deserve our praise. But... I thought that was a serious start for a bit. Then I was like, oh, really? And I was like, oh, right, I know what you're saying now. <laughs> yeah. um, but no, I, I love Greenwood. I really do love Greenwood. I feel like he... I said at the beginning, I think he's going to have a couple of games in him. And mm. when he plays well, yes, Ole Gunnar Solskjaer does, does tend to play yeah. him when he's in good form. But he's also very good at managing him as well and, and not playing him too much. I feel like because Sancho is going to be coming back into this team, yeah. he could always play Pogba on the left. I mean, it, it, I, I think Pogba is going to drop back and it's going to be one of McTominay or Fred that, that drop back in. Probably going to be McTominay out and Fred comes back in. I mean, this Southampton team's there for the taking, isn't it? So it's oh. going to be. We're, we're thinking that it should be. It should be quite a few goals in this. So, one. so if if Greenwood was, I mean, I'm saying there's vested interest with Greenwood. Yeah. So I'm not so, really answering your question, no. am I? Would, where, no. would, where would he be? Because Solskjaer's talked about his versatility um, as an attacking yeah. player. So um, and so, you know, he was fudging the question of, you know, basically the questioner, like journalists do, was pr pretty much saying, "Hey, that Greenwood, he's replaced Cavani, hasn't he, Marshall?" But that's not not the case. So would Greenwood play on the right, the left? Uh, yeah, so it depends which wing he he basically favours Sancho playing because Sancho's okay. the one he's going to fit in more more importantly, I would say. So um, whichever wing that Sancho okay. goes on, uh, Greenwood will go on the other one. Right. The the problem is obviously when Rashford comes back in, but that's that's a little way off yet. Um, so yeah, no, I I think it will be you know Cavani and Martial will be favourites still up what top. What do you think about Pogba though? Even if he goes centrally. Because he's still pretty, yeah. he's pretty handy, you know. No, if, if he's if he's mm. central, but the problem is with with Fred and McTominay, they they need to play together because they're not good enough at the moment individually. That's why we've been looking for someone like mm. Rice. You know, you you wow. need someone like Rice or Calvin Phillips or someone like that, where it's they can do that job by themselves, and that's why they need both of them. Um, mm. And when Pogba's back there, unfortunately, he, he just drops deep too much because he's having to do that work. So as soon as he's dropping back in, which could easily be the next game, uh, yeah. and probably will be, to be perfectly honest, I think he's off the table for me. He, okay. He's incredible, but you can't rely on him to be playing on that left and be involved in the game that much. Okay. Um, yeah. I mean, Seb, but you, you saw, I mean, as a Leeds fan, obviously um, not, not great to watch that, but, but with your fantasy hat on, <laughs> looking, at, looking at Manchester United, did... You know, through your tears, did you did you see any Manchester United players that you either do or don't want now? Honestly, I don't know how much we learned from that match. So, and as you mm. say, of course, you know my leads, my lead brain is <laughs> screaming at me. But trying to look at it objectively, that wasn't all that different to the six-two. Sure, we were missing Calvin Phillips, but Calvin Phillips played in the six-two and was subbed at half time. It was just the same match. Man United runners from deep are not what we could handle. We played poorly in the middle. Rodrigo is yeah. not meant for the midfield, especially in those right. matches. Sure, we were missing a centre-back. 
I think Man United put up an XG of about 1.5, but you know, it's it's one match and there was some brilliant finishing. So not saying they shouldn't have won or anything like that. They took us apart, but I think it was as much down to us. And then the combination of the two teams, I think just Man United on song and Leeds not playing well yeah. is the perfect combination for Man United to put us to the sword. I don't think that necessarily reflects what is going to happen to Leeds or even what Man United are going to do next. Because the way they're playing, which is, I don't think Solskjaer has particularly set up yeah. to play us in any particular fashion. It's just the way he likes his players to go out and express themselves. Individual quality trumps us. So we'll have to see going forward so whether with, I mean, so can continue. Something I noticed in both of the games against Leeds and Manchester United and Fernandes, Fernandes just seemed to, they, they, they sort of opened the door for him in def- in defensive midfield really. they didn't really have they didn't have like a Basuma or a Kante just nicking the ball off him they, there was no so, do, yeah, so the, do you think that was Leeds so that was Leeds problem and do you think Southampton might also have that problem against I them? mean obviously Southampton I think they conceded about was it two three XGC no. the first match as well so not great no. there could be points there but generally looking ahead into the season the way Leeds, obviously, man-mark, we know this, even though with a bit of a flirtation with Zona marking with Dallas sometimes, the way Bruno mm. moves is too good for Robin Cock. It was too good for him. It pulled him out of position. It allows McTominay just to come straight to the middle of the midfield. McTominay's fine. He's a good midfielder. That's it. Against us, he's world-class. Like, if he played Leeds every week, yeah. there would be no <laughs> need for... There'd be no need for a new DM at Man United's so, team. Just the way, the way that Man United are right. set up, which is promoting individual yeah. quality really does trump anything we can so, put up against them so cock just just couldn't block him um andy hey. looking at the rest of the team there sure yep. what do you think i mean he got one point so, yeah one he point, did he, he got booked didn't he so do we all think right. do our shore owners think we've made a mistake here do we no, think there's better he was fine he was fine it just wasn't his game where when he managed to get an attack and return to be honest he was still getting forward like he does i think he might be slow to start in terms of attack and returns based on the fact he, he had the Euros and he hasn't had a rest, so he's come straight back in. Uh, I think if Tellez was available, Shaw wouldn't be playing. Um, so, But I think Shaw's fine. He, he, I'm not looking at him in my team and thinking, oh, I need to get rid of him anytime okay. soon. Seb, you, um, you, you, you as well with Shaw? You... Oh, Shaw, Shaw stays. Shaw, I mean, Shaw. I, I don't know what his stats were, but I think he looked impressive okay. enough, right? He got forward... Maybe not as much as always, but when he did, he looked real yeah. dangerous. It was a nice little foray into the yeah. penalty area, if I remember. Okay, yeah. So both both of you, big thumbs up for sure. That gives me um, a bit of comfort um, when I look <laughs> at that one point. <laughs> and, uh, you know, could have got more. Um, but yeah, I, I look at that. Um, new new blood coming into the Manchester United defence. Um, I mean, do, they, do we think that there's, there's clean sheet potential there? So looking at Shaw, not necessarily just for the assist, but... Could the likes of him and Maguire be be quite lucrative for clean sheets? I've I've said for a while that I feel like United are set up to improve more defensively this year than any other team. I felt I think we got ten or eleven clean sheets last year. We just kept conceding silly goals, so I think we could easily increase that by four, five, six. So then we could be up there with you know Chelsea and Man City from last year, who kept a ridiculous amount of clean sheets. Um, I feel like Varane's not going to come in this week. We had a friendly today. Maguire played. I know. It was against it was Burnley, wasn't it? Yeah, um, against Burnley, now, and he now, scored as well. Now Lingard, oh, really? Played. Lingard yeah. played there. Was that yeah. just to please him, or, or were they shop windowing him for West Ham? I, th- I think a bit of both. I think it was a fitness thing, and I think it was yeah. I think they were they were. I, I think he's still going to go. I, I can't see him staying. Yeah. I still think he'll go. Um, he's but too, yeah, he's too but, good uh, for I the think venture. I think Varane will come in uh, in our third game okay. week. Personally, I think it'll still be Lindelof this week. Um, but. 
I need to see it from us a little bit first because yeah. we just we love conceding silly goals. We like we do it every time. But Shaw's good because he gets attack and returns as well. So yeah, it is. Um, it is what it is with Manchester United. Um, okay, the final question really, and it's a it's the biggie, and it's the one that I I was talking to Tom about now on the captaincy video. Um, I I just thought Mo Salah go for the captaincy for him. He's at home to Burnley. And then Fernandez outscores him last week. And then he's got Southampton, who he traditionally does well against. And they looked good. So what what do you think? I, I mean, we'll talk about captaincy a bit later, but just early thoughts really on Fernandez for the captaincy. I mean, it, it could be the best, better option. What do you think? Right. Shall, shall I go first? Then? Either. Right. <laughs> Roll your sleeves up. You. Right. Just, whichever, whichever you say, I'll just take the other, the other angle. Just well, that's that's love. That's fine. So, um, I haven't I haven't completely decided yet, but I'm going to go with the Bruno side. So, for Ooh. me, it, when I I'm can't believe both... you've gone with Bruno. What a terrible, <laughs> terrible decision. <laughs> when I'm looking at both of them, it, it's it, I feel like it's two different captaincies. I feel like I've got Salah who. If you told me who do you think is most likely to return, it's probably Salah. Yeah. Who's who's the most reliable captain? It's probably Salah. But which player has got the biggest upside in terms of who could haul yeah. the most? And it's probably Bruno. Southampton, and especially their manager, when it starts going wrong, if we score early against Southampton, it could be an absolute bloodbath again. He does not know how to stop a mauling. Yeah. Whereas Burnley could set up defensively, but Salah could score one the one goal in the one nil win. So it's really which way you want to go. Um, I am, what, yeah, what what do you think, Seb? Because you, you've probably seen the same stats I, I saw as well about Burnley's defence being rubbish yep. and Salanta's defence being rubbish. So, yeah, I mean, the Burnley one's quite a good example of, we spoke about this last season where we get an idea in our mind and it takes a while for us to uh, disabuse ourselves of that. Burnley's defence hasn't been good for a while. Their, you know, their attack has, mm. has improved. They conceded 1.73 XGC, according to the stats in the yeah. Fantasy uh, fantasy Football Scout members area, to Brighton as well. Like, you know, with all due respect, Joe, that, that's not that's not Man United, it's not Man City. Mm. Now, Southampton also conceded just over two XGC to Everton, but I'd say that's probably about on a par. And I know a lot of people yeah. have been looking at Salah hasn't performed against Burnley in the past. I think he has one goal and two assists in eight matches, but he's done that from 0.99 every match mm. so it averages out at 0.99 per match so you could argue he's just been unfortunate i i don't think there's a clear-cut choice by any means and especially the performance we saw at the weekend is going to make you maybe talk towards fernandez but he did overperform his numbers of course yeah. as you do when you score a hat-trick you basically can't not but maybe it's a toss of the coin i might go salah simply because i was going salah already and i maybe don't want a knee jerk out of it because fernandez put in a great performance yeah. I don't know if he's going to repeat again. You know, Salah also performed really well. He could have got more points if he fancied it. Yeah, I know. It's, I'm, I'm, I'm going to stick with Salah, but I know that on Friday night and Saturday morning, that's that's my my window where I could change. And what would go through my head strategically was they both really well owned. Is that largely the Manchester United fans are going to go for their man. But then more people are going to go for Salah because he's at home. And they just probably got it in their mind to do that anyway. And as Andy pointed out, there is that possibility that Salah could could blank. And there, I can't see, I can't fathom a world where Fernandez blanks against Southampton away. 
there's there's points. I don't know how many, but I can see early kickoff looking at the score and it's saying two points Salah. Is this a week? I mean, Andy, is this a week where you just go? Like Joe said, effective ownership. You either play it safe or play it slightly riskier. Is, is that a tiebreaker for us? Ed? Yeah, I, do you know what? I, I did look at it. I did look at it and think, is this the kind of thing we're just overthinking? Yeah. Like, you know, Salah at home against Burnley. Also, yeah. uh, home fans. They, we haven't mentioned that yet. Yeah. This is, their, well, this is one of their first games back. Uh, if it is the first game back at Anfield with fans. It, it is going to be absolutely buzzing there. Does that make a difference to our thinking? Uh, it, but, I've tried my hardest this year to say I'm going to keep it simple. And actually, is this the kind of decision where I need to be keeping it simple and just yeah. salary at home at Burnley? It makes sense. Well, it's like, I mean, look, you were saying about like the Mane, which I, I said on the last Scoutcast, I thought Mane was a good call. And then you went for mm. Fernandes and quite, and it proved fruitful. But it's that right call. It's just like, is this the time to just to start taking risks to play around? Or, or do we, you know, we do, do we accept, you know, the big, the big hauls that are coming and, um, yeah, it's clear there, and I think I think it is a it is a problem, and I think for certain types of managers who will be have that sort of maverick tendency, and I know I mean I, I know through the meet the manager videos, so certain ones who will look at this and they will see captaining Fernandez as a potential opportunity to steal uh, a, maybe a ten to fifteen point march on Salah um, Salah captainers. Um, I don't know. Don't know. So I'm, I'm not that man to do that. But. Realistically, I feel like just to put this out there before it happens and before we all get the decision wrong, this is a close one. And of course, one of them could score a hat trick and the other one yeah. could blank. And after the fact, we'll all feel very silly or very yeah. clever. But I think it's important to remember this is really close, and I don't know if there's a bad no. call here unless someone's seen something I haven't. Well, it may just come down to the toss of the coin, you know. Well, as long as you own both, by the way, yeah. I should say. Yeah. That's a good both, point, well made. Yeah, if, if you don't own Bruno, I know a lot of people wanted to, you know, redo the mistake they made by not getting Bruno and he's already gone up. So yeah. <laughs> it's, as long as you own both, whichever one you captain, it's just hopefully it, it works out the way you want it to That's be. a really good point there because, so for example, I'm a, I'm a, a Mason Greenwood owner, but I could be a Jota owner. So say I was a Jota, Salah and Trent uh, owner, then I would be tempted to maybe go for Fernandez. Because I've got so much coverage in that game. I maybe have got the score and the assister of certain goals. But I feel with Manchester United, I think I've, I think I've, I've got enough with Shaw, Greenwood and Fernandes. Because there's potential of getting Fernandes assisting Greenwood, for example. So you would like hedge your bets effectively? Yeah, I'm hedging my bets. Going against the one you yeah. put three, the but, three players from. But the other thing that Andy mentioned there about the, the price rises. Pogba has gone up. Fernandes has gone up. Greenwood is what? He was on about 40% last time I saw um, basically Manchester United because of their global following all they have to do is sneeze on the pitch and they're going to they're going to rock it in price um, they do yeah just people watch out for this because this is it might take new FPL managers by surprise just how massive Manchester United are globally I remember when Anthony Martial joined and mm. I don't know if he scored in his debut or something yeah. but he scored a couple of really nice goals I think against Liverpool and I think it was Granville at the time that pointed it out. He immediately went up 0.1, 0.2, mm. whatever it was, because Man United striker, big fee coming I, in. I remember points, that week exploded. he got him in. He got him in because he just because ah. he's Manchester United fan. But he got him in because he just he felt and he one of the things he said he said if he scores that's it he's going to rock in price, which is interesting to keep in mind for Sancho. Mm. I mean we saw almost nothing from him the weekend, but if he starts cementing a place, oh, if if Sanchez starts and scores, he. He'll be 
what's he, 9.5? He, he could be 10 million within two weeks. Yeah. Not, not a problem for Manchester United fans. I mean, just, yeah. just in the form of narrative, by the way, <laughs> it could happen that Salah and Bruno, both blank and Mane, gets the hat trick. So just, just because a few people have sold Mane to get Bruno back yeah. now. So See, it could happen. That's how this kind of stuff happens. <laughs> I, I think there's going to be more managers staying firm, but it warms my heart to know that people are getting rid of Mane before he's at home to Burnley, who he has scored against many times, I think. Um, but yeah, I mean, we'll come to our decisions a bit later, but I mean, I don't think it would be a massive spoiler to say I'm certainly going to do nothing, and I think you two are going to do nothing as well. Yeah. So um, yeah. And I think there will be more managers because managers are getting more patient and more savvy um which is annoying um so anyone listening and watching if you've got salah fernandez just get rid of them just get rid of them just make that move take a hit you know <laughs> <laughs> um let's move on to the next subject so i was talking about bandwagons and most of them were a bit rubbish and he's talked about manchester united very valid bandwagons and we've seen what happens with the, with these guys once they start scoring they rock it in price so Seb um, I've got a couple of slides here underachievers and overachievers which one do you want first oh whichever one you've got first my friend I shall put underachievers first go for it okay so on this um, in, on this slide here these are from the Fancy Football Scout members area and yeah do you want to do you want to explain um this seb and also why the hell is uh Traore and his oily arms at top of it sure um that's the first thing that comes to mind when you think of Traore, oily yeah. arms sure why not <laughs> um so this is specifically you've got xg uh underachievers here uh in the members area you can see xgi underachievers as well which will bring assists into it so someone like pogba might start appearing on the overachiever one um but what this shows us is from the chances they had in, in this match, one match only so far, what they were expected to do in front of goal. So Troy mm. was expected to score 0.81 goals. Mm. I'm aware you can't do that. So let's round up to one. Yeah. But because he didn't score, we're seeing a difference here of 0.81. Of he, course, the massive caveat here is it's one match. So there's nothing concrete we can take from this and we shouldn't. So he's the but most, it should start becoming more interesting over the weeks. So he's the most likely scorer amongst those that didn't score, if that makes sense. Yeah, I guess that's uh, yeah a way of looking at it. Although you could have scored some Antonio's on there as well. He he scored, but mostly because he missed a penalty. So yeah. he also underperformed what he should have returned. Ooh. But just to really hammer home the point, and you know we know I, I like these numbers, mm. but right now this is just for interest. It'll get more useful over the weeks. Yeah. We need more data. Um, when we look at overachievers, for example, Bruno Fernandez massively overachieved, but. Show, show me someone who scores a hat trick who doesn't overachieve. So who right? from this list here um, do you think? Um, of the underachievers, um, it, it's really early days. So, you know, yeah. these are really small figures on one game week. It's a really minor thing. But who of these do you think has the potential to be, for those that wanted to make a transfer, perhaps they'd want to remove Gundogan, who is, it looks like he's injured, and or they may just have someone they just hate suddenly. Um, which of this list do you think are actual genuine contenders for a transfer? So I think the useful thing to do here is to combine it with our eye test. So, you know, who looked good and who also, according to the numbers, had a good chance. And so we think they're going to repeat it and get more of those chances and maybe have gone under the radar a little. Mm. We also maybe want to look a bit at past performance. So we know Traore 
maybe isn't the best finisher and actually in the past doesn't actually have that much of a high XG. So there's a chance this is just one good match where he yeah. didn't score and he's not going to repeat that. Okay. But then we start looking at people like Antonio. He did score, but yeah. he could have done better. Obviously, the missed penalty comes into that. But Jared Bowen, I kind of like the look of. I know we've got Ben Rama, mm. but when we were watching him as well, a lot of that chance that he's missed there, the 0.55, is going to be down to that, probably not quite one-on-one, but he got into the area really well and a little bit off balance, but one straight at the keeper. If he can slot that under the keeper, he's obviously would have then overperformed because it isn't a completely yeah. clear-cut chance. But someone like that is interesting. And then the other way that may be it's useful is looking at Torres, looking at Mares, who, despite City not looking that great, they've mm. both come out with, you know, about half a goal here. Yeah, so there I mean, is something for them in the future. I think if I had Gundogan, um, I, I would I would look at Torres as my replacement because he's, he's, he's 0.5 cheaper. Um, but I look at that and I think, ooh, and but he could if he's not up top, if Jesus is, he he'll be on the side. I mean, he he'd be he's against Norwich. Um, I guess the only fear is with KDB coming back in. Mm. There's just there's just a chance he drops out. It's just a chance. But I just think is that one. I mean, there is always a danger of just being like sort of lazy with a transfer and just going, oh, which player of the same price or which player of the same team shall I get in? But I do genuinely think City are. Have got Norwich at home, so uh, there's we know what's coming. I mean, Andy, we I can't remember you you've you've got Mares in your I do. Um, so it warms your heart to see him here. He under he underachieved. <sighs> could could have got more. Yeah, it's really obviously. I don't, I don't want to mention Pep Roulette because obviously, yeah, you know, we, we mention that every time we mention City players. It, it's good that obviously he's on there and he's 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 created that kind of xG, but. Hmm. I, sometimes I feel like, you know, Pep will pick a team based on who they're going up against, won't he? And if he's got those players back, Seb's already mentioned they're going to have KDB back as well, but yeah. Gundogan's out, so maybe that helps, maybe not. Um, I feel like they could have a field day against Norwich. Norwich did look very poor defensively, didn't they, against Liverpool? Yeah. Um, so I feel like they could do well. I just never have the utmost confidence in City because you, you it, it could be that they're on the bench that day for no reason whatsoever. So... I would say he's probably going to be looking at that game and thinking, I need to take somebody out and bring somebody else back in. And I would probably say Torres. I mean, Torres played well. That's the problem. Yeah. I thought Torres led the line quite well. So, And he didn't get taken off, did he? I think he stayed on. Yeah. He stayed on the whole yeah, time, didn't he? So. And he has been spoken about by Pep as, as, a, as a striker. And yeah. he, he, I mean, it's probably a bit of kidology because over Kane. Um, mm. But, you know, he has said, oh, we don't need a striker. They, they do. But, they, you know, they've said, you know, we've got, Jesus and Torres. In fact, he mentioned Torres before Jesus a couple of times. Yeah. So um, one yeah. thing, and I... it's interesting to say as well. By the way, Mares was going to be taken off, but he was just about to take the free kick, so he lasted an extra Ooh. five ten minutes, something like that. But he was going to be taken off at about sixty two, something like that, Ooh, which is close. not great viewing, really. Did you notice that Jota had a, like a slow walk back? Oh, he, he got hooked at fifty nine. But he, well, he, I don't like him. He, he edged over sixty. <laughs> he edged. Yeah, well, that's why I do like him because. And you know, he was almost saying, "Come on, FPL managers, am I going to make? Yeah, am I going to speed no. up?" And then he slowed down. So, and then what happened? Firmino came on and scored a goal. Yeah, oh, so I that's the end like of that. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, I, I mean, I, I've just said it before with Jota. I don't mind 20, 20 minutes of Jota because he's attacking roles. So I always think the same with the likes of Torres and. Mares as well. Um, here's something just linked in with Mares before we look at the overachievers. It was something that's been pointed out around the internationals coming up and around the quarantine period. And I think it's 10 days. So I think essentially if they're in a red list country, they've got to be sitting in a hotel and 
on, on the PlayStation for 10 for 10 days somewhere. So and that is going to apply to a lot of uh, Brazilian players, uh, but also Salah. Um, and game week three, Son against Watford looks like a really good captaincy shout. Some Salah owners will be thinking, well, hang on a minute, he's playing Chelsea and then he could potentially miss game week four. So should I get Son in? I could get a captaincy there. But for Mares owners, they have the option of moving Mares to Son. So in the in the in the that that scenario, that narrative, Andy, as a Mares owner, when you look at game week three and you think, oh, actually, Son's talked about a lot here. In fact, he could be the best captain. Who makes way for you, Mares or Salah? Oh, Mares. That, that, that's that's oh. the move I've, I've planned how, in my head. You've got to find a, a, a million. Where do you get the million from? Yeah, do you know what? I was looking at it the other day and it's Ings really, but it's it's a one week too early mm. for Ings, which is what upsets me a little bit. Ings didn't look great. It, they, this team Ooh. looked very kind of um, like, they, like they were new, like there was a lot of new parts to this team. And I think Ings' XG didn't look that well, bad. You, you need a million then. So if you already got time. Oh yeah, he, he, had, he had like one shot. It was just the penalty. So yeah. obviously gives you a decent... You need to move down to a six million striker. So you need... From, well, well from I tell, Ings is eight, Well, let, let, let me let me take you by the hand and lead you through the streets of unfashionable <laughs> i'll go back to this slide again unfashionable <laughs> cheap strikers this you're going to need one if you're going to go if you're going to get rid of mares for son you need a million from ings yeah i Step mean forward, i'm Dennis. not against i'm not Step against mini wildcard in game week three by the way so i could I'll i could give, do you don't need to you don't need to take hits or wildcard i'm giving you the i'm giving you the keys to the kingdom i think he's oh, trying to ruin your team with neil i think he is with <laughs> neil got Alex's team to ruin not mine in, in, in a brighton squad with great fixtures oh. in scoring mapay 6.5 i am not getting my <laughs> i would be i would be more than likely going to be getting armstrong rather than mopai i tell you that right oh. now I, I would rather go down to armstrong okay Allow, allow me to throw one in the ring then, because he was relevant to the tables as well. So not just XG, but XGI. Mm. Smith Rowe comes up there. Okay. Uh, he had 0.49. So if you were to think of that as a percentage, he had a 49% chance of getting a goal okay. or assist. Obviously, you round that down to zero because returns mm. going to be binary. So you could say he wasn't meant to return. But from, I think it's game week four, his fixtures turn, so it might be a week early. But yeah. 5.5 for Smith Rowe is an interesting one for me to maybe try and enable some other yeah, players. Yeah, okay. So there's some options here. There's some options coming in. I mean, I just think because there are going to be a lot of Maris owners and Salah owners who are looking at this thinking, what do we do if we want Son? And what you described there is exactly borrow a million from Ings. Yeah. Where do you go? And and so that's where we could perhaps be starting to think of something a little bit different. Um, so hopefully the unfashionable thing will, will, will catch on in a week or two. We'll start seeing some Dennis's and... Uh, and the such like. Hey, Seb, my next slide. Hey, 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 Joe, how did you win FBL this year? Oh, that's right. You just told everyone to get more pay. I remember. Yeah, that. yeah. <laughs> so everyone got more pay except me. I just stuck with Salah um, and I just got Son in anyway. And uh, yeah, I won it. Um, so anyway, the uh, next slide says overachievers. So. Sure. Um, Fernandez is top. He overachieved. So help, help the audience and me <laughs> understand this. So. So, of course, again, same caveat, one match. This is interesting rather than anything we should build conclusions from. Let's look back in a couple of weeks at the very least and let's combine it with our eye test. Obviously, a player scoring a hat-trick, you're pretty much always going to overperform your XG. To score a hat-trick in 90 minutes, you've got to finish well. It's important to remember that XG is just the average for a player at that level, give or take. Fernandez, we think, is above average, if not elite. 
So he should always over overperform his XG. And that means it's working. It tells us that Fernandez is a great player. Obviously, with this hat trick as well, he's going to overperform it by quite a bit. And I think the one thing to keep in mind here is one of those finishes was brilliant, looked great. So, you know, he had to put it away well. So that's going to be yeah. a relatively low chance. And that one that Ailing nearly cleared off the line. Now, I don't know how that comes up in the models, but arguably Fernandez shouldn't have scored that, if you know what I mean. Okay. Like Ailing did clear it, he yeah. was just a centimeter too late. So I wonder if a lot of it comes from that charge. Now, Fernandez, fair enough, scored a goal. But in terms of the numbers, it's probably going to show up that that wasn't a great opportunity. So when I, when I often look at the overachievers, um, you know, as you said, you look at the players, so obviously Messi would be overachieving and, and so on. But then you look at some of those other players like that we've already mentioned, Decore, uh, Canos, um, Fred has is, is, is wormed his way in there. And of course, our favourite Luke Ayling is there. So, Andy, you look at this list here of overachievers here. Does anyone, does, does it put you off any players um, or does it make you think, well, you know, I don't, like with Fernandes, I don't, I, you know, good players should overachieve. Yeah, not, I mean, don't get me wrong, Bruno, yeah, but I completely agree with what Seb says. He's just, he's just such an elite finisher and the way he plays the game, you know, he's, he's always going to overachieve what he's doing. The one that I was interested in, um, but I don't think, I don't think he is going to be long-term. Was that Chalobah? He did look good for Chelsea, yeah. but I don't think he's going to be long-term, is he? I think he was just a bit of a stopgap this week. It just reminds um, me of Tamori, who kind of did a similar thing, scored yeah, the goal did. and then wasn't really ever an option. Yeah, he did, he did look good, though. Took his goal really well as well. Um, but no, I, I mean, I looked down this list and it, this, to me, looks like the list of almost the list of you shouldn't really be investing in these yeah. players because they, they've scored when they probably shouldn't have. The only one probably is, is Cresswell, isn't it? Where yeah. we spoke about him before, whereas I, I preferred Sue Fowl personally because of that extra 0.5 million. But Cresswell is somebody that will be taking those set pieces yeah. and, and will be getting those those attack returns every now and again. But I mean, the rest of them are, yeah, they're nowhere near my watch list. <laughs> I think no. a nice way to think of this is whenever you look at just a single game week in isolation, Luke Ayling, for example, has a 0.09 XG there. That effectively means that the goal he scored would be scored one in 10 times. Well, someone's got to score it one in 10 yeah. times. So that was the one in 10. If he takes that shot another nine times, we would not expect him to score. No. So he's already put it up. I'm not no. saying that means he wouldn't. I, I mean, I always think with a 4.5 defender who you'd be, you know, you and other people looking at the stats last season, he was due a goal. I mean, that old phrase, due a goal. He could have scored. He could have got attacking returns. And he, there's, there's always a nice thing when someone massively underachieves their XG hmm. and then scores from a really low XG chance. Yeah, it feels exactly. it feels yeah. cosmic. I mean the XG, the XG nuts. They, I mean he's the poster boy for, for the XG crowd, um, as Neil Mopay is as well. Um, let's move on and have a look at the next four fixtures. Um, uh, uh, I've just noticed that our. Um, our ranks have dropped off the slide. I do apologise for that. Um, they're on, that's not deliberate. Um, uh, it has been, but th that's not deliberate. <laughs> that means that I've used a different template um, previously. So um, apologies for not seeing our ranks. Um, they'll be back. They'll be back again for one of the next slides, I hope. Um, but looking at the next four fixtures, um, Brentford are top. So they've got their tough game out of the way, which they won. Uh, they've got Crystal Palace, Villa, Brighton. And Wolves coming up next. So four great fixtures. Uh, Man City have got Norwich. Um, and then they've got a couple of tough ones. And then Southampton at home. So Man City are, are second now. So this is why people should be considering the likes of Mahrez rather than getting rid of them. Tottenham. Yeah. Wolves. Watford. Crystal Palace. Then they've got Chelsea. 
But then further down, we've got Norwich, ter- terrible fixtures. So Chelsea, terrible fixtures. But they have got Lukaku coming back and their defence is looking great. Um, Southampton down there um, as well with Manchester United and City um, with Newcastle and West Ham in the middle. So Newcastle, OK. But yeah, and Leicester. So um, this is why Harvey Barnes is sort of got a stay of execution for me. You've got West Ham but then Norwich. I want to keep him for that. But then City and then... Brighton away so I don't know if he'll get tremendous amount of, of scoring returns in four and five but yeah I mean either, either you two look at these next four any anything spring to mind after you Andy oh uh, I, one thing that I tweeted about today I am more than happy to, to stick with Tony I, I feel like I, I actually saw a lot of people saying they were quite worried that he dropped back and things like that. But I think with Brentford fixtures, I can see him scoring goals and I can see him starting quite well. Um, yes, it was a little bit worrying, but like we've already covered, I feel like they're, they're going to be, you know, he's going to be starting to score goals in that run. But if at the end of that run, he isn't scoring any goals, then you can start getting a little bit worried. Yeah. Um, I will be touching on my, dif- I will be touching my differential. I will okay. be <laughs> talking lucky about Lucky or unlucky differential. differential could not, be. Not, not, <laughs> no. not licking be your differential. Are you going to licking your... <laughs> now, oh, yeah, hang on a minute. I've seen loads of pictures on Twitter of you licking people at Fancy Football Fest. What's that Didn't about? happen. Didn't happen. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, it was somebody with a, somebody with a mask. Um, okay. No, I, uh, <laughs> um, I think that my differential that I'll be talking about later, I don't want to reveal him yet, but uh, mm. he plays for Man City. Uh, but I mean, it, it, looking at those fixtures looks absolutely beautiful. Seb's mm. very annoyed that I've got this mm. differential, actually. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. There, um, was a, there was a full-on fight. Yeah, <laughs> it really was. Um, but yeah, and then like you've said about Spurs, you know, bringing Son in for game week three and game week four, Watford and then Crystal Palace looks like it. And I was a little bit worried about Son mm. personally. I thought without Kane, he might struggle, but he was just, he was their main man. Wasn't yeah. he? he was doing everything. Yeah. He was taking set pieces. It, goal he scored was brilliant as well. So it, it, what an advert, yeah. the hardest opponent you could possibly have. Yeah. And he scores the winning goal and gets you 10 points. So um, yeah, th- those are the main ones there. I think Tony touch on in a minute and then um and son for me it looked like great looking looking at that well i mentioned that son and salah move as well so liverpool Mm. game week three got chelsea at home chelsea defense i'm not certainly not going to be captaining salah then um meanwhile son who could do well against wolves in which case he's going to be even more enticing he's got watford at home and then crystal palace away meanwhile salah may even miss game week four um, for Liverpool because he's playing and he's playing Leeds anyway, so I don't know. I mean, who knows? Fernandez got joy there, but presumably the likes of Phillips will be back um, for Leeds. Um, I don't know whether that will affect it. But if Salah's not playing, so got one game against Chelsea versus two games for Son, um, of which they're both arguably captainable, but certainly game week three is captainable. Um, but that's the thing I, I I picked out from there. But Seb. You look at the the fixtures and any any thoughts? Because we're going to start thinking about transfers soon. Sure. I mean, I think you've both covered that wonderfully. But for me, the thing that always is interesting about this is trying to identify when when things change. So obviously, not all on the screen here, but we know Chelsea in game week seven start looking real attractive. But you can start seeing like the seeds of fixture changes on here already, with um, people like I think it's Wolves in game week four. They're towards the top there, but it starts getting really good in game week four possibly presenting us a Danny Ings alternative in Jimenez. 
and um, I forget who the other one, uh, Arsenal, that's the one I believe. I think they turned in about yeah. game week four as well. So I mentioned them already, yeah. Smith Rowe, potentially there for, well, for me, Buendia or whoever. So it's always interesting just to keep them on the horizon and see, can we start planning ahead if you need to facilitate a son, for example. Definitely. Um, also, you mentioned Arsenal there, by the way, Kieran Tierney. Looked, yeah. Although oh, they lost to Brentford, he looked yeah. very, very po- good. Posted up on Friday, most chances, and I believe he's still the most chances of the, yeah. of the game week. He appeared on those XGI yeah. the performers as well, I believe, just literally just behind Smith Rowe, mm. minus 0.46. Yeah, so very good. if he did that every game, we might expect a goal or assist every other game. Um, <laughs> yeah. Also, also <laughs> looking at this, it helps us if we want to pick some differentials. And um, so I'll go first. We're all going to pick one this time round. And so I picked Deli Alley last time. In true tradition, I picked Deli Alley every game week one. And in true tradition, he fails me. Um, so <laughs> um, let's hope Deli Alley um, succeeds for those that took the Deli Alley path. Um, but my one um, is my main regret. And I look at those fixtures Brentford, Crystal Palace, Villa, Brighton, and Wolves. They are clean sheet, they are bonus potential, and save points. Of course, it's Raya. He's my main regret. Mentioned I should have got him in. Um, could be the best 4.5 goalkeeper. And I really like the look of him. People are reluctant to make a goalkeeper move. But with that amount of amount of points, routes to points he could get. So, for example, if you've got Sanchez, you could get a clean sheet against Watford. Although they look pretty, pretty pacey um, in attack. But they could be. It could be that they, um, away from home, Watford are, are a little bit more defensive. But nevertheless, they've got Everton with everyone aiming at Calvert-Lewin. And then they got Brentford, who are looking very attacking. Then they got Leicester. So I don't know what I'm going to get out of Sanchez. I could be getting four, four. I'm trying to count, I could be getting eight points across four fixtures. Whereas I look at Raya, and I could be getting maybe 20, 25 points across those four fixtures if if there's clean sheets and bonus and saved. So it's not it's not cool. It's not sexy going for Raya, but it's but. You know, all about people who got Martinez last season. You know, that's was was a, I remember it being a boring move, and then and then suddenly everyone wanted Martinez because he was getting those big hauls. Um, anyway, that's my my one. Um, any love for Raya before you talk about yours? Honestly, I kind of hadn't really considered him. <laughs> I know you. Um, you 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 make no one's as boring as me. No one has. <laughs> yeah, you, you make you make a good case. I'd maybe need to look up remind myself of what Brentford were like defensively in the championship. I I mean, I'm not going to move Sanchez to Rea. That feels like a transfer wasted. But if I needed a goalkeeper, I guess I'd have a look now after your after your argument made well, from. He, he, was, um, he was third in the BPS, the, the bonus point system for Brentford. So that means, you know, he's in the running for 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 uh, bonus points there. Um, and only Canos and Pinnock pipped him. And I don't think they're going to do that every week. So he's in with a chance, I think, most weeks. But amongst goalkeepers, now this is quite good, just one got more than his 30 uh, BPS, and that's Schmeichel. Um, so anyway, Raya, 3.2% ownership. If you want to get some points and be boring, Raya. Worth mentioning, by the way, quality of opposition. He's not going to be able to play against Arsenal every week, is he? No, he's not. He's got much better teams. And he's got much better teams. Um, uh, Andy, come on then. Who have you picked for your different your differential? Yeah, <laughs> my differential is under three percent own. I'm well happy. My yeah. differential is Kevin De Bruyne. Who's he? Uh, yeah, I know. He's a young Belgian lad. He's doing quite well at the moment. Yeah. Um, he, I mean, I, I spoke about this last week with Mane. 
to me, the perfect differentials you can ever pick are players that you know can do really, really well, you know can haul when you want them to, have a beautiful fixture, and they are, you know, under 5% owned, yeah. and this guy's under 3% owned. So just ridiculous. If he's back for Norwich, which I'm assuming he's going to be, especially after what happened against Spurs as well, I mean, if we're thinking, all I've got visions in my head is that Watford game when they won eight nil, and he and he had an absolute field day, didn't he? So, for me, I, I feel like he is the perfect kind of differential to bring in. Yeah. How are you going to fit him in with Bruno and Salah in your team already? Obviously, it might be impossible, but uh, I I still just think for me, differential perfect lovely it, it, without having to think you, about how to fit him in he's lovely now you as as a mares and salah owner have the option yeah. in game week three to spend a hit and do a mini wild card just one hit and have de bruyne and son and someone else some numpty but you can do that with just four points and you've got two great captains for two for those two weeks definitely could do couldn't i there we could go do. I'm not here next week, so that's my teaser <laughs> for you to do. That's what I would be saying to do. Um, yeah, anyway, Seb, what do you, what do you reckon about this? Uh, what's he called? De Bruyne, was it? Keith De Bruyne? <laughs> what do you reckon? I, I mean, I think I've made my feelings on him clear in the past. Yeah, great shout. Yeah. Uh, wish wish I'd got there first. Yeah. Uh, Snooze you looked, lose. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Um, I think he looked good when he came on as well. Of course, we'd expect that. That's probably the one time in the match where Man City looked like they might do something. Mm. I think he had one shot from range, tried to put a couple of balls you know, over like he does. You'd imagine from 90 minutes against poorer opposition, he'll get returns. Yeah. So who's your differential? Sure. So I, um, <laughs> reeling, from my, yeah, <laughs> reeling from my inability to pick KDB, I went through a few options, looked at Sterling. He's only 3%. I feel like we've said that before and I feel like it hasn't worked before. So I didn't pick him just because I don't think anyone's going to try and get him in their team. If you've got that money, you're probably going to go for De Bruyne and for Salah and Fernandez. So I started looking a little bit cheaper. I like Ricardo Pereira, but their fixtures aren't perfect. Uh, And then it came down to Coleman or Mbwemo for me, who are 0.7% and 1.2% owned respectively. Um, And I really can't choose. So I will hand it over to you two to choose for me. The argument for Coleman being he's a little bit cheaper than uh, Luca Dean, I believe. I don't know if Everton are bringing in a right-back anymore. Denzel Dumfries has gone to winter. If they're looking for those crosses and they've got decent fixtures, he could be there to rack up some points. So the choice is a very elderly Irishman who mm-hmm. plays for a really iffy team. Iffy team? I think Everton looks solid. <laughs> well, yeah, and sometimes. they. I mean, iffy as in they can look really good and then... Pickford will just have a howl and then they lose 2-0 <laughs> um, or a really attacking guy an attacking team and this is the moment to get from a promoted side this is the bit where they're all cock a hoop about playing with the big boys so, so your, your vote goes to Brian and Wendell, my, who my I think vote goes to he, the, look, he looked really useful to the attacking really guy full of confident in a confident team so yeah that's my 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 vote what about you Andy yeah way more all day long <laughs> I don't, awesome. I don't want. The, I, I was literally about to say the same. I got. I want the age, aging Irishman. Yeah, I can <laughs> really do with an aging Irishman right now. Yeah. <laughs> it's, a, it's, a, it's only four matches. He's uh, he's not going to age that much. But yeah, okay, fair enough. Brian and Bomo <laughs> is my pick, and if it goes wrong, I get to blame you two. So thank you so very yeah. much. This will be the week Colman gets his week, so. annual yeah. fifteen pointer. <laughs> we talked you out of it. Um, but um, hey, talking of pressure on. Um, we're managing um, Alex Braithwaite's team. 
So um, I, I'll, I'll tell you his score. I'll put up what what I'm sort of looking at for next week, so we can discuss that. So this is this is his team. This is what his team is for uh, game week two, and we had some success in game week um, game week one with him. Um, so Alex uh, Braithwaite, he's having a t- taking a break from FPL uh, for mental health reasons. Did not want to delete his team, um, so I offered to take it on. And so the scout, it's a scoutcast team. So we we will collectively decide, um, hopefully, <laughs> on a, on a, on a Friday, um, you know, what what we'll do with the transfers. Um, he's never finished outside the top hundred k, and last year was eighty fourth in the world. So no pressure. Um, by the way, our ranks have finally come back, so I've used the correct template uh, for this uh, section of the video. So hooray for that. Um, so from his initial team, we removed Saka for Barnes. So that didn't work out then but I still think that was a potentially a good move definitely moving Saka out before game week yeah. four when Arsenal's fixtures get better and we move Veltman who was actually isolating so didn't play at all for Simakas um, who got him six points so we he got 96 points so we haven't ruined his team uh, we've in fact improved it slightly um, so I'm looking at his team now we've got Sanchez um, Shaw Alexander-Arnold Simakas Salah with the captaincy on it Fernandez. Then Barnes and Buendia, Ings, Antonio and Tony, the Tony brothers. And then on the bench, he's got Ailing, Akufau, Brownhill um, and Steele as a backup for Sanchez. I'm tempted to do nothing, just keep it. And then game... Has he got, on the image here, have I got Backman rather than Steele on the bench? Ah, let's have a look. Yes, sorry, he's got Backman on the bench. So um, although we have our ranks back, there was my one mistake for this template is to have... Ah, you've done you've done brilliantly, mate. You've done brilliantly. You've done brilliantly. You're allowed one. You're allowed yeah, one. it's just, just the two days on Photoshop to get to get to get these mistakes done. Um, but Steele um, is the uh, is it should be Backman there. So I've I've uh, haven't did yeah he, should, he would, would still be on the bench though Backman. I think Sanchez at home just go for the home guy. But well, they play play each other, don't they? They play each other. And I'm just going to go for the home guy there, especially because I think yeah. Brighton at home are much, much more defensive force. Um, but I'm looking at that and, I don't know, Salah or Fernandes for the captaincy is the main... Um, I feel uh, like, should we... Is it allowed that if we all go... I feel like we're edging towards Salah. Should we go Fernandes for his team to try and play those odds a little bit? Well, I don't know. Well, the thing is, this guy is has never finished outside the top 100k so I'm conscious of staying within that whilst at the same time doing the best best we can and I don't know maybe we, are we saying Fernandez because we're not doing Fernandez and we just we've, oh, yeah, we've got access yeah, that, to someone that, else's that's team absolutely, that's absolutely my reasoning it's right. just an experiment so uh, <laughs> I, I need I need a definite Fernandez is better than Salah rather than that I think maybe I mean I'm captaining Salah so if we're doing that obviously well, I'd say Salah yeah because um, I don't want to use his team as a plaything <laughs> for our foibles um, Buendia is the one I'm looking at for game week three to remove I think oh yeah I think I think no transfers now is smart no transfers yeah. now and then I think maybe one and then maybe game week four have two still yeah um, so I'm looking at those and I think we're starting to look Buendia, I don't know whether he is too lightweight yet. He certainly looked potentially. Um, but if he does well um game week two. Now, I'm away next week, as I've said. So I'm going to hand the keys to, to this team over to you two for next week. So I'm not going to have... 
Um, so we'll, I'll have input this week, but next week, game week three, when we have to make a transfer or lose it, um, it's over to you. So um, don't ruin it for Alex or me. It's easy. Um, <laughs> Seamus Coleman. Yeah. So Coleman, Seamus Coleman will come in. Um, but yeah, so we'll, we'll chat about it. Um, but if anyone's got any thoughts, um, tweet us about it. Or if they've got any thoughts in the uh, comments, do, do let us know. We don't want to ruin this guy's team, uh, but we do want it to do well as well so um yeah there's some choices choices to be made um let's have a look at our game week two teams so um who's first um let's go for andy woohoo brilliant okay all our ranks are there i think i've got your team correct and (laughs) i think i've got the right colors almost and i think i've got all the right shirts um, for those noticing this week, uh, there's a meet the manager video out later this week. I've given a Liverpool player an Everton shirt. That is a mistake. That's not me being horrible. Uh, that's a Ooh. genuine mistake. Um, so, apologies for that. Um, All so, right, Rafa. So yeah, Andy, who have you got, and what what are you doing? Saddle Fernandez for the captaincy. Yeah, so I'm rolling. Um, I, I feel absolutely fine about my team. I feel I, this is what I wanted to do anyway. Was rolling. Obviously, I've been lucky that no one's been injured. I didn't start with Gundogan or anybody like that. Um, I feel really happy about my team in general. I feel like Ings could do bits against Newcastle. I think Newcastle um, conceded a, a quite a few chances. So I feel like that could be a bit of a shootout, that game, actually. Um, I feel like Mares, if he starts, could do very well against Norwich. So I'm very happy because this will be not, his last game for me anyway. Um, I am edging towards Salah at the moment because of that. Try not to overthink it too much. But there is that bit in, in the back of my head thinking Fernandez could... He, he could have an. He could just have so much joy against Southampton, yeah. but I just think Salah at home with the Anfield crowd. I think that's why I'm edging towards Salah personally. Um, and then the rest is pretty self-explanatory. Simicus and um, Alexander Arnold should do. They should, I mean, they should keep Burnley out. Yeah. I think they've got about 62% chance of a clean sheet, which is the highest this week. So um, there's no reason why the double up shouldn't be fine. And this might be Simicus's last game in my starting 11 and then he drops back in so uh drops back into my bench so no i feel good i think this is probably the week where tony tony gets me a return as well so yeah feel very very strong this week and then attack next week you've got i mean it's a sea of blue but you have got two sort of pinks in there uh they're playing against each other other. i mean that could Mm. i i can't i can't call that but that could be massive scoring it could be nil nil i mean what what What's your inkling there between West Ham and Leicester? Who, who do you think out of Barnes and Ben Ben Rama are going to get get you the points? Um, do you know what? I I feel the same as you. I feel like there could be a few goals in that mm. one. Personally, um, I feel like Barnes will have another week behind him as well because I I've I, I seen a few people saying that Barnes. I, I said that I don't think he looks completely fit yet, personally. Um, mm. But I think with another week there, that's good. I I can see that being quite high scoring personally. Um, it'll be nil nil now, yeah. but. Uh, but yeah, I mean, if it's nil-nil, I get three points from both of them and I'll take that. Could you, in game week 38, if you've got a similar team, please captain Scarlet? I mean, that that is just crying out for it still. <laughs> I'll do it. I'll do it. Right, Seb, let's have a look at your team. So you have, hopefully I've got all the right shirts and colours. I can't, I, can't, I can't believe you won't let me captain Fernandez in I, Alex's team, dis- but you want, you want him to captain Scarlet. I've discovered why in the Meet the Manager video Wait. I have um, an Everton shirt where Simakas is. Because I, I didn't think want to I, say it as well, Joe, but yeah. I'm pretty sure you've got Bruno Fernandez in a Liverpool shirt on there. Oh, what? Let's have a look. On, your, so. on your one? Yeah, he's definitely got a different shirt to Shaw. 
Seb's is fine. Don't worry, don't worry. You know what? Look, you know, I mean, I thought, you know, to be honest, I don't think Liverpool Manchester United fans will mind. You only have one job, Joe. I have one job. And it's really really fiddly with the red shirts. Why can't I'm looking they... forward to when we have to do it next week, Andy. Yeah, when... I know. <laughs> well, look, They're I mean, all in white shirts. It's just I, I, plain white I, shirts. I, I can, I'm, you know, hands up. Everton and Liverpool, blue and red. That's a blunder. But for, but Manchester United and Liverpool, they're pretty, I mean, from a distance, they're pretty similar. There's just that little white bit there. I mean, not the teams. and Not not when you look close. Not when you see the shirts. So, you know, I don't want to upset 900 people watching, so I'm going to stay out of this one. Oh, okay. Well, look, you know, <laughs> I, I'm just going to blame Manchester and Liverpool for having similar shirts. So, Seb, <laughs> let's see if we've... Um... Wait, Fernandez is in a Manchester United shirt. So, um, Seb, take us through your team and uh, what are you doing? Nothing, sure. I think. Uh... <laughs> Yeah, at the moment, team looks like it's going to be exactly the same as last week, which is Sanchez in goal, Trent, Shaw, Dean and Zimakas at the back. Salah captain with Fernandez and Buendia in the middle. And Danny Ings, Antonio and Wilson up top, which means my bench is Steele, Rafina first, Brownhill and Liveramento from Southampton. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, the one player that I'm kind of disappointed with is Buendia. Mm-hmm. But like I say, the only thing that might push me to making a move is some price changes just because at this stage the old 0.1 is 0.5 mm. but that I, I don't know like I say I might do it I really probably shouldn't if I wake up one morning and feel like doing it maybe but realistically the team will stay the same Wendy has got the match that Ben Rama had last week so uh, so if, if he's ever going to do well it'll right. be this week Is this my mistake or is this yours that you've got Rafinha on your bench? Yeah Who would you start him over? Um well, any, anyone. Because you're a Leeds fan. That's why. Yeah. <laughs> Buendia. If you're not happy with Buendia and you've already got Ings. Oh, but he's got Newcastle at home. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I think. I, when I brought in, I brought in Rafina to when Samaka stops playing to then have oh, okay. effectively the 3 4 3. Yeah. So while, I mean, I'm not saying it's just between those two, but Samaka's at home against Burnley, I think, is better than Rafina at home to Everton. Uh, and yeah, if the other options are Wilson, I think I prefer him. Yeah. Antonio Wings, Bondia, maybe. It could think... change. But I, I think Everton will do okay against us. Their goals they scored against us last season were crosses from memory. Yeah. I think they look defensively solid enough. Yeah. And I don't think we're all there yet. I don't no. massively back us to be okay. Everton. Okay. I mean, I, I think that's just my natural instinct to, to, to hedge my bets. Uh, if I didn't have Ings uh, I would, and only Bondia, I would play Bondia. But um, I just think in terms of the player who could actually score... I don't know. Yeah, it is, it is a tough one, but um, going four three three that allows you the scope there. So, for example, if Simakas does indeed um, move out of the side because Robertson's back, I guess you can um, move him in. But yeah, I don't know. I, I was, you seem pretty heart set on that, so that's fine. Yeah, I mean, I think it's it's one of those. That was the plan, so I'll follow it. Through. People are going mad in the chat, by the way, saying, oh, "Really, Dean, oh, so Dean out, Dean out." See that? See that? Yeah, that's the thing. yeah, yeah, if, we, if, yeah. I but that's, that's that. the thing, though. If I if I if I think Everton will beat us and potentially keep a clean sheet, then playing Dean over Rafinha is the move. If I flip that and you know think the opposite later in the week, then I agree that's the change to make. I've got the week to think about it. But at the moment, I kind of like Everton to beat us to nil. I think maybe um, that's me being pessimistic. I, I think I mean I'm, I've been such a three four three three five two. No, I just don't really like playing defenders. So any excuse to play an attacker over defender, I just go for it. So that's the only. 
I'm gonna be I'm gonna be peer pressured into playing. I know. I mean, you're right about the chat. They've gone mad about Don't it. Do it. <laughs> I mean, I've I've put I've put Manchester United players in Liverpool shirts, Liverpool players in Everton shirts. <laughs> they haven't even batted an eyelid over that. And then and then Rafinha gets benched, and suddenly it's like a free for all. Um, <laughs> okay, let's have a look at my team. And do you know what I'm most excited about? To see if I've got the right shirts. So let's yeah. have a look. Um, yay! It's looking good. I think yes, it is looking good. Um, so I've got not not the team, just the shirts. Um, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. It's fine. Sanchez, um, I'm playing. Uh, I suppose Steele, who's not playing. Um, I've got Luke Shaw, Alexander Arnold, Simakas, Salah, captain Fernandez, vice captain. I think I'm going to stick with that. Um, it was my initial instinct. I, I haven't. I just think at home advantage. Uh, Barnes, I it could go either way, as Andy was saying. Greenwood, I'm really happy with. Could get bench, but you know, I'll take 20 minutes of Greenwood against Southampton, especially against Southampton. Actually, um, against those weak, tired Southerner legs um, towards the end of the match. Um, Ings, really happy with Ings. I think he's a good captaincy shout actually against uh, home to Newcastle. Um, mm. I think Bailey should start. I think Watkins could be back. That's a bit more creativity and a bit more firepower for them to to furnish Ings. Um, Antonio. And Tony, his brother, the Tony brothers. Um, um, I, I can't, I can't see any um, things I'd probably change there. Um, and I've got Ailing as my first one. So Ben White's moved down to third sub, um, and Ailing is now <laughs> Ailing is now um, my first sub. Um, but I, I look at that. I mean, I don't know. Either of you two look at that and think, "Ooh, do this or do that." Nah, you're yeah. fine, aren't you? I think, yeah. I think, I think, roll it. We made the teams for the first two weeks, didn't we? So, I mean, yeah. you look at that now, and I, I think <laughs> you would hope it was going to be high scoring, but actually, I feel like this is probably going to be going to be the week where we all come crashing back down to normal yeah. scores, aren't we? Yeah, yeah. This is this is the one. Um, I if if like Tony Barnes and Shaw end up my highest scores. I'll be, I'll be, oh, Sanchez and Sanchez. I'll be happy because they're the ones that blanked for me last time. And if the mm. likes and the other ones, you know, blank um, this week, I, I won't mind so much. But I think, it, what was the average score? It was 69? 60 something? 60, yeah. 70, mm. 70 something. It's not going to be that. If, that's really, I, can either of you remember a higher one like in a single game week? Oh, goodness. I mean, maybe a double, but. I'm not going to say I've committed them to memory. Two, yeah. two years ago, the first game week was quite high scoring because everybody had yeah. Salah and Sterling, didn't they? Yeah. Sterling got a hat-trick against West Ham. I think that was quite high scoring. Not 60s, though. I don't know. I can't, I bet that was quite high scoring. Yeah. Um, okay. Um, now, I'm going to go back to a nice slide. Just our faces. Um, because it's time to say goodbye, everyone. Um, so before we go, I do want to remind people about the members area. Um, all those up to data, the underachievers, overachievers, all of that's there as well. And as uh, the episodes go by, we'll have more stats and hopefully some more graphics for me to, to angle with as we show those stats. Um, and uh, so lots of driv- opta-driven data there, including the comparison tool, rate my team and more. And of course, the goals imminence table. Do check that out. Um, in the meantime, it's a, a goodbye from me. A goodbye from me. Uh, and a goodbye from me. Goodbye all. Thank you.